everyone and welcome. Hello. Hi, so welcome to our Creativity Save Me chat show. Tonight we have got a guest, very special guest, called yeah. Adriana Jaros. Um, she is a concept experience artist and designer. She paints these really amazing um, pieces of artwork and murals. She's just done one in a hospital, which is really beautiful. Um, and we're chatting with her tonight, which we're really excited about. Yeah. I think we were really drawn to her work because uh, it's very kind of architectural yeah. and um, Ali especially is very attuned to colour and she's got amazing uh, colour choices. Yeah. Uh, kind of almost like vintage looking uh, but kind of Hispanic as well but very contemporary. Yeah, yeah. and she's really interested in how colour and spaces interact together which I'm sure she's going to explain tonight and how um, colour can change um, the, the way you feel in a space so mm. It can change maybe your experience of somewhere to become a positive one that wasn't already before. Yeah. So it's quite exciting. Yeah. So what was the term she uses? Concept. Concept experience. Concept artist experience and artist, which we've never heard of before. So I'm looking forward to seeing how how she kind of explains that. Yeah, she's just joined in the chat, so I think she'll be requesting a minute to join our live. Yeah. She's just done a really recent um, collaboration as well, um, which I'm sure she'll discuss, but it was, it was using wooden veneers and paint together. It was, it was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, you can see that she's definitely not scared to try out new techniques. Yeah. So she's moved from mixed materials. And lots of collaborations. Yeah, one to watch. Yeah. She should be joining us any second. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. So nice to finally see you. I know. Yeah. I'm Ali, so, and this is Mark. Hello, nice Hi, to Ali meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Adriana. So Adriana, maybe you can just give a little bit of an overview of who you are and what you do. Sure. So who I am, Adriana Jaroslavski, better known Adriana Jaros on my Insta, because Jaroslavski has all the letters of the alphabet. <laughs> so oh, <yeah>. <laughs> I am originally from Venezuela, but I've moved wow. to London since, uh, we moved here 2011, so nine years ago. Oh, and nice. what I do, it's difficult to define. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I, we it's in the same. Quite, yes, it's quite pretentious to say that to us, like to oneself that you're an artist, but um, I guess that's what better could define it. I, I, I have a language that I would like to translate into any medium and any project that's approached where I sort of like sink into the values and ethics of the project, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess that, that's what I do. Or at least that's what I aim to do. Definitely. I mean, we've seen a lot of your pieces and they're very varied as well. I mean, one minute you're working with paint um, like on a board or a canvas and the next minute you're doing installations in places. It's really exciting. Yes. It also allows for when you're creating to not sort of define yourself so much. I was writing this thing uh, this morning where they also asked me, so what do you like doing best? Is it this? Is it that? But we tend to fall into this sort of need to categorize things. And I, I find it very difficult. Maybe I'm lazy just to, and pretentious or like, I just want to do it all. <laughs> but, I, but I really would hate to think that I'm just that. 
but with an actual want to do that i was i was also thinking like i can, i'm sure you guys can relate like i can think of a chair but i can't yeah. make it but yeah. of course you could collaborate with someone that's also like akin to your language and likes the your use of color and then you could like create something together i guess that that's really that's where where everything where magic could happen i guess yeah definitely i think there's there's also a benefit as well of going into um an area that you're not that familiar with because you don't put restrictions on yourself whereas if you've been designing chairs for like 10 years right. you'll have this preconception of what a chair is and what mm. you can and can't do 100 percent, 100 percent. there's also this thing about when you don't know the field you're a bit more uh less judgmental on what you're creating you think well but a leg could be upwards why does it have or it could have just three legs can it extend in two legs and then that's when you someone that's very based on their craft would say no that's impossible and those type of people yeah. are sometimes very hard to work with but there's i've found that there's yeah. so many people in their craft where they're they've been like i've never done this but 100 percent let's try it and that's just such a nice um sort of like serendipity moment where you're like right he's able he's willing and we could create something that's actually not out there yet perhaps yeah, many, many, many many times it's been a really like a failure a hundred i would say perhaps 90 percent of the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been like oh but it doesn't stand but at least the process has been such a joy that's mm. that's worth it yeah yeah and you've learned a lot along the way 100 percent. yes that's yeah. it definitely so let's go back to the the very beginning then back to venezuela what, what were you like at school were you into an arty student or did it come later what was i like in school i was uh, very rebellious Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> i was really um i was like a bit mad with life not fitting in completely not finding myself it was hard it was very like um it was hard in a way that i didn't feel like i belonged but it wasn't that i had any sort of like hardship i had a beautiful home that i grew up with i was in very deep contact with my family my grandmother my my parents um my sister which is such a pillar in my life so in that sense was very nice but in the sense of like creating like a community i didn't felt like i was understood and I, my mom used to call uh, used to say that i was a, a rebellious a, re a rebel without a cause that's how you say <laughs> yes she was like but why are you mad about you've got you, like life is good <laughs> like, what do you want some pencils like what do you want yeah I, I just didn't knew i just didn't know that what was what was wrong i guess that you sort of figure it out when when you're in the middle of like the turmoil you don't necessarily know what you can't point it with your finger now that i'm like far like from it i can see right i wasn't fitting in i wasn't nurtured or perhaps in 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 the creative way in in certain aspects but um i still like i still work it on therapy like I, i'm still like what's this like I'm not angry and I'm a bit of a rebel but in but I'm, I'm more of a mental rebel like I want to do things different yeah but not because I want to rebel against the 
nothing specific, I guess. But yeah. yeah. You want to do it your own way, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would. I I want to be curious about why things are done the way they are. Why do we say certain things about certain like concepts? Yeah. Sort of questioning the things. That's challenging it. Yeah. 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 I guess at the time you probably didn't know what questions to ask. And no then... idea. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you uh, channeled that rebelliousness into your art then? I hope. I hope I I do. I hope I do. In the in the sense that a rebel is probably someone that's really curious. It's really hard to sort of say these things about yourself because you're you're you. So it's like I I I'm I'm thinking one thing about myself, but we never are truly sure of what we really are. We see ourselves as something, but not necessarily. We don't see ourselves as, as what other people are looking at us. I remember having this conversation with a friend walking on the streets and I'm, I was like, I'm really not a good person. Like, I'm really like, like bad. And, and, and then someone walked towards us and I, I knew the person. I was like, ah, hi. And she just laughed. Like, you are a really nice person. It's just the concept of yourself that you've got in your brain. Yeah we tend to be quite like judgy of ourselves and how we behave and the things that we do. I, I sort of hope that I channel the bit where I'm curious about the processes and like about my own process and what am, and am, I, am I actually giving mm. or what am I representing or who am I pairing with in terms of art and or craft and design. But um, I don't know if it translates as being a rebel I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. The questioning, I think, and just and yeah. just keep on moving and keep like yeah. keep bringing up new ideas and collaborating. And I guess it's that's the way you've channeled it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, please, please do stop me if I just go on a tangent because apparently yeah. I do this quite a lot. Where someone asks me something, I'm like, blah 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 blah. An hour has passed and I've said nothing. True artist. True artist. You tell the stories. So, so did you grow up um, in like rural area or was it a city? It was a city, it was Caracas, so the main city of uh, Venezuela. Mm -hmm. It was, I, I grew up in a very insular sort of community, but Caracas is a real like, like <sighs> they call it Caracas. <laughs> <So like, laughs> It's, uh, it's dangerous. It was catalogued as one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Wow. Um, Growing up, I didn't felt like it was dangerous. You just get used to the situation of like not walking on the streets and like you're aware of it, but you're not necessarily like not doing things because of it. It, it was a very, it was very happy place. The weather was absolutely perfect. It was like 28 degrees with a lovely breeze. The food was incredible. Uh, and it, the, the most precious thing is that you're with your family yeah and it's like they're there you just drive for like five minutes and you can see your grandma which is one of the things that's hard of being abroad yeah mm, yeah yeah do you miss them a lot now yeah i do i miss them in the sense that i, I miss having them being part of my life like mm, in the day-to-day yeah. -day things or like when you have something that's successful you would wish to show them or like share them with them other than just the computer yeah. and just like that feeling of like having a hug 
hug your mom when you have a tough day. I guess that, that although in London, there's so many people that even English people that don't have their families just leaving at, at a like for distance from them. But yeah, that's the thing that's, that's the one thing that I've missed. And the other thing is like being far, the thing that I remember that's home in my memory doesn't exist anymore. Venezuela, as I knew it when I left it nine years ago, it's just not there. The things that I miss, I've been back a few times for my grandpa's like 80th birthday. Mm. And it's just, it doesn't even smell the same, which is weird. Oh, really? Yes, it's weird. But that's very personal, of course. But yeah. I guess it's a change in me that the space doesn't smell the same. My house didn't smell like my home, if that makes sense. Yeah. What, what, my why, why do you think that is? Is that is that your feelings have changed? I but think I think we definitely changed. The country has changed quite a lot, of mm. course. Uh, politically, it's been a mess, and in terms of like finding supplies and everything else, it's it's an economical. It right now it's very difficult. Mm. Um, it is a dictatorship at the moment there. They've been instilled in power for like twenty years really dark moment that they're living i think they're lowest in venezuela and there's that feeling of like when you when you have that i don't i've never i'll never be english and i'm from venezuela but there's something that i am it's like one plus one equals three instead yeah. of two right there's that thing that thing in the in the air that i don't know where i belong exactly or what what am i it's the same thing with who, like what do you do well i do this and that and it's a melting thing of all of this which yeah. i guess it's what i am yeah yeah that's really interesting that's, yeah really interesting how did you end up in the uk then what why did you come to this country well we had it i i'm i'm here with my husband which is near me just listening and he's like we came here nine years ago so we had the chance to go to america or come here and he's half italian so we thought right this is this makes sense his sister uh, lives here so we had at least a bit of family here and um we moved here it was absolutely crazy like you think you can speak English until you go to uni in a complete different language and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's you learn different. quickly though, don't you? When you, you just fasten your feet. It's on, honestly, but it was, it was challenging also because I, I've already had a career and I went into a BA from scratch. So I was going to uni with girls that weren't my age and there wasn't anyone else that was like, from Latin America or another side of Europe, there was a lot of like Asian girls, which were great, but they sort of like stick to each other. Yeah. And then I was almost like in a bit of a, my, my life where I was just wanting to go and learn. And like, I was like, I want to be successful. I want to, you know, like, I just wanted to like, yeah. and people, sometimes when you go to uni that young, you're only like, what, 16, 17? Yeah, yeah, you don't know already, yeah. yeah, and I was already 23, so it was a bit lonely, mm. uni for me. 
but it was great in terms of technical experience i was like best friends with the technical team which was amazing uni was incredible like the facilities was amazing i mean i did took the best advantage i thought um i didn't think that i didn't even think what am i going to do when i graduate which was the hard bit i think mm. you yeah. don't even understand you go textile design is such a is such a broad concept yeah is that i take it that's what you studied yeah so i did graphic design back at home and then i did textile design here and it's just very abstract as a as a yeah. to find a job as a textile yeah. like what does that even mean textiles for interiors textiles for fashion but there's so much like the range i don't know it was a struggle mm. to find like and i always sort of thought well i find a job right away like yeah. let me work for this and let me work for that it was always a scary thought to work for myself in case like you fail i don't know mm. yeah it's, it's very scary yeah and when you came out of uni so you tried to get a job then yeah so i straight away worked in retail okay i went into anthropology and said and i was i hope no one's watching but if they do fuck it i hated it yeah. <laughs> i hated it i'm just i was good at sales because i can as you can see i can talk <laughs> all the time <laughs> but i was really bad at uh, wanting to be there i thought what a waste of like my time i've got so much that i want to say and how long did you work there for it was i think it was a year but i was i started doing an internship so i started doing internships in a design studio whilst i was part time there so i was working like 7 days a week yeah but you the like the 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 internship would fill up my heart with like the juice that i needed to just go back to that work and then i just took the the leap and said i don't care i'm going to i'm going to work the guys that i was interning with which is custom they were incredible they were like right we'll take you not many days a week but we'll take you and i was like right this is it <laughs> i started with them and started doing like small projects self initiated projects like a, a handbag but i would pour all the stuff like i would do it so that i thought i thought i could buy it if that makes sense yeah mm. yeah so like i wouldn't compromise and i wouldn't cut corners i had a friend in madrid that could take nice pictures of the say, of the of the bags and i would like embroider them in mm. portugal i think i was like let's just do this great yeah yeah nice. it's part of the process i didn't i sell i sold i think one bag yeah <laughs> but it was into my sister in law yeah but it's it's part of the learning like i think you yeah. have to go through so many things that fail in order to like find yourself or find the stuff that you like the most important thing i would say is just keep yourself making the stuff because otherwise you won't find the stuff that doesn't work or the stuff that doesn't feel your heart or that even if you love it if it doesn't if you're not able to like engage people in your process then it's going to be quite hard to maintain yourself in that so line yeah so um so you were working for them for how long i was with them for 2 years 2 years and yeah. then and then and what? then i moved to ah. floor story which is simon from floor story 
So I was again, I was in a, in a bit of the time I was working for both of the companies. Yeah. And I did assist a bit with Camille Wallala's paintings of her murals. And I, I was at her studio for like very little time for a part time whenever she needed it. And then I sort of moved from from custom from custom to floor store, which is such a hard thing to do when you move jobs because I love them. Yeah, but there was this other like opportunity and with Camille, so I didn't, I couldn't jog. I didn't have ten days a week, yeah. and I was also trying to do a bit of my own stuff, which was 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 really like nurturing me. Mm -hmm. And then with Simon, I got the chance to design some rugs, and I it was like a little bit of a spark. I was like, right, this is, I love doing this. I love like putting yeah. my stuff in like, a product or putting my thing on a wall or like I was also working in a in a furniture store and then. Had, like there were so many ideas on like furniture wise and like the rugs it was just a really nurturing experience and through Simon I met he also collaborates with other artists so I got to meet so many like amazing people it was just it was lovely it was a lovely experience That's and then I just was like right I I think I could make it there was a bit of like a, a crazy time but I when I went through like a moment of I guess I was turning 30 and I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was like, I'm in this small flat in London. Like, what am I even, what, what? <laughs> and I went into a, like a down, like crash moment yeah. where I think you have to go through those struggles to like have breakthroughs. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Thailand and I'm going to leave this and I'm gonna leave that all of it I went like traveling and that's where I think it had to be like that in order for me to realize right let's just give it a try it doesn't matter how many times you fail and I've failed and I'm I keep on failing like I, I can't count the emails that I've sent with no replies or with thank you but no thank you I can't there, there's thousands but um, there's something, and I guess you guys must know where this comes from. There's something that you're, I've been cry, coming home crying, like I'm never doing this again. And then the next day, 7 a.m. like, I just want more email. You obviously are really creative and you can eat, like you want to turn your hand at different disciplines. Does that sometimes make it quite hard to know what to do next when you have, feel like you have so many options? I, I don't, I, many of my projects, I started myself, like I just self-initiated myself, but um, I wouldn't say that it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's hard, but um, there comes to a point where you're like, I do sort of question my process all the time. Is, mm. is what I'm like, what, what am I doing? What am I? Does this happen to you guys? We're quite, we're, I think what we do is a bit different because yeah, we, we make yeah. quite a lot of different styles of things. Yeah. So art is almost about the production now. I think like the right. art, the art side and the concept happens at the start. And then right. again, once yeah. we're happy with that, we move on to like the design and the manufacture. And it's right. ours almost a bit more like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess Logi logistical almost. Yeah, yeah, and I think we kind of know roughly what the outcome is first. So we'll be like, I'm designing an earring or a right. piece of jewelry. Whereas for you, I think 
maybe you have all the ideas and that's where you start exploring right you're very focused in you know exactly what you're doing the product that you're doing and the end result by and large yeah, yeah. there's a bit of experimentation at the start but we, we're always confined by what we can kind of produce in batches i guess and conceptual conceptual like wait two questions so one conceptually you work so you always create this uh, the sort of like jewelry or have you gone to like other pieces one question and the second question is and you have the second question is do you have like a limited edition or do you go do you produce a certain amount of so we do so we do jewelry and homewares okay um, we're mostly kind of focusing on jewelry right now because it's kind of like we started off with the homeware and we were doing things like posters and placemats. And I suppose once you have a placemat, that's kind of, you've got a yeah, placemat. Slightly less appetite. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. jewellery, you know, there's an appetite for it. People will buy more than one piece and it's quite fun, mm. a bit more open. The so. concept's always, everything we do is related to travel in some way. So we'll kind of dig through our travel experiences and we'll kind of be chatting about places and look at photos yeah. and, and then we'll kind of, pick out details from those stories and they kind of yeah see create. how we can translate them so the, the concept was already for the business was already set in a way so we keep returning right. to that that makes sense it's not like a new it's, thing so it's a great concept because you have to travel you know the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficult, yeah. difficult at the moment uh, yeah. um and then and then we don't do limited editions really we can just we we design mm. things that we can keep reproducing you have a, a, a laser cutter at home yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that so that's great, that's great. Yeah. we can like try things out and yeah yeah, yeah sample it, quite you enjoy experimenting yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's a smelly old machine but it's worth it you know? <laughs> it does smell quite strong but it's very yeah. particular smell as well depends what you burn i think yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very it's in our bedroom as well so it's a lovely aroma of burnt <laughs> <wood>. yeah <laughs> Your daughter must be like, when she remembers about like daddy and mommy, she yeah. that smell. It's just going to be resin yeah. and burnt plywood. That'll be her whole upbringing. Yeah, it'll be like when she comes home, it doesn't smell the same. It doesn't <laughs> do have reckon, that burnt smell. With your, with, your, with your baby, do you reckon that she'll, because I, I ask this quite a lot in, like, my, in my brain, like if a child is brought up by two creatives, do they tend they to become be more creative? Yeah. They become a or are they like a mathematician? Like a yeah. Well, I, I think this goes back to what you're saying about rebellion. Sometimes if you're right. grounded in something, yes. you often feel the need to go the opposite way. Yes. And I think a lot of people, creative friends that I know have met, they've, they've gone separate ways to their parents. So yes. we'll see. But then also you do meet uh, people that had both had creative parents. And actually a lot of people we've met on the show yeah. have come from creative families. So right. I think that... I think it, I think it can be both. Either way, yeah. yeah. And and have, was there anyone creative in your family? Mm, my my parents are creative, but they're not artists as yeah. such. So my dad is Brazilian, and my mom is Venezuelan. But um, they're both really hard workers, which I think is what I get from them more yeah. than uh, the creative part perhaps is they're rebellious the one person that i remember being really creative when i was growing up like illustrating everything was my sister Aww. and we always thought she was going to be like the illustrator and the drawer she's she's still creative she does like um digital 
products so like apps and websites but it turns out that i'm the one that's drawing yeah yeah <laughs> it's and, and maybe tell us a bit about your process like how do you start drawing i start drawing well regularly i try and do one little drawing a day mm. so like okay. i've got this sketchbook which is genius i love it i love it it has little dots oh yeah which is okay. like having rulers like a grid yeah. it has yeah. a little yeah. grid i think i have one i have one small one here is this what you're working on no no this is just like a little it's just like a little oh. you, can see the little, you can see the little dots there yeah and what have you what have you colored that with that's a tombow wait i have it here oh i have i actually have everything here so that's like the the thing i sort of yeah. draw one thing a day and i oh. write the date and write sometimes like what i'm feeling or like good morning yeah. that's what i wrote that <laughs> perhaps it was a good morning like a creative <laughs> like the markers that i use they're pens they're tombos but they have like one little awesome pointy like um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to use those at uni. Yeah, I think like and then, illustrations. Okay, yeah, yeah. awesome. And they blend. You can blend them. I love them. They're easy, and that's the sort of way of like that's. It's almost like a meditation practice where you're mm -hmm. just. I just sit down and I draw that really quickly. Whatever, whatever comes to mind, it doesn't really matter. And I write something like it's mm -hmm. as a way of like journaling or just writing. Some days it's just like I feel pretty awful or fuck this. <laughs> many many days i think many many days is just fuck this uh, and then um and then for like for projects always almost always when they're murals or when they're products they always start on like um on a sketchbook on the sketchbook because it's i don't know there's something about the relationship with the brain and the hand yeah that can't be reproduced when i go into like illustrator and then yeah. i sort of clean them up i've got this iPad Pro for my birthday, which oh. is which is crazy. It's crazy. I know. I thought, meh, it's a gadget, but it's actually quite good. Actually, you like it, yeah. Yeah. For do, you drawing, think it was, do you think this will change your process? Will it will it move you away from your sketchbook? No, you'll never know. It starts no. there. I'll show you because it's quite interesting. Hmm. Um. So, for example, what can I show you? That's not crazy. Well, I show you. Oh, this is actually a, this was actually a cool bit of process because, for example, you you see it there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's a drawing that mm. I have it at the back. So if I go, wait, let me see if I can. If I go on the layers there, yeah, and I hide all the layers. I think <laughs> I've got the yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I deleted it. Well, I had that drawing at the in the background. That's actually like a a drawing. That's your sketch, mm. yeah. That was just the sketch that oh, I had it at the end there. And then I went from <laughs> that way to this. No, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah. cool. So I, I painted just that. I sort of painted it into yeah. that thing. Yeah. So when it's you draw it. Wood. I know it's, it's, it's crazy, but it all, it all sort of starts with a, with a, with a sketchbook. Yeah. Had a had a helper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> How you control the That's camera? That's a clever. I like, come here, say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, husband. <laughs> hi, husband. Hi. Invisible. Invisible. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exist. 
<laughs> so, so I was going to ask, um, when you do your initial like sketch, are you looking at uh, like a photograph? Like how is how is this coming out in your mind to paper? Um, it depends on each project. So it varies quite a lot because sometimes it's for a lamp and sometimes it's for a space for a mural. Sometimes it's for the entrance of, um, of a design fair. So it depends on the sort of project and the brief. Sometimes there, there are briefs, like the more client-based projects that aren't so free. But um, I would think that 100% of the times it starts with a, with a concept, right? So like you guys go traveling and base your collections on travel, I would say focus on like an architect or a style or an era in time or yeah. it, it really depends uh, for for example the the recent project for for the nhs it was more like to do with color and blocks of color rather than being really busy with the design but more yeah. like what can feel uplifting and doing more in-depth research about the color combinations and how can it still maintain language but like actually like elevate that experience for the staff member for the for the patients mm. yeah so that's that but for but for a drawing you'll be super you'll be self-initiated so i'll just start with like i don't know I, i've got this new thing where i just start imagining like weird structures i'm not an architect but like i like when the thing looks 3d is yeah it's <laughs> quite nice it's quite satisfying when yeah. it has yeah. like a materiality to it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it depends. Every every single project is different. For like that, the the Starbucks project, this guy. Well, I, I get it. I sort I sort of I've got my my flat completely filled with. Oh, I saw these. Oh, yes. Yeah, so oh, these guys, which are done with like the recycle like cups. Oh, oh so like cups. These great, are recycled great recycling. Yeah. Oh. So, and like a bit of my, of course, a bit of like for structure of um, architecture maquette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thing, but that is literally just okay. So they, I, I thought right, I'm I'm gonna put forward a concept and let's just focus on like the architecture of the uh, uh, National Theatre in South Bank, which is so beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I sketched like a so many different like little models and then yeah i had a, an architect that's a friend came over come over and like she'd teach me how to do this little maquette and i don't know it, it each project has a very distinct angle to it but it all always starts with a sort of like narrative because i think it just adds to the process as a whole you can always tell when a when a project has had some thought behind it and also for ourselves, if we're not basing it in something really nice, we're only just looking to like, just Make have a, a, yeah, a finished thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then the process just becomes like a bit meaningless. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, the concept of the hospital is really interesting. Like how you're using kind of colors to, to help people. What, how did you, how, what kind of came up in your research? How, how do you hope, do you, how do you hope that paintwork to kind of improve? people's lives in the hospital well it's it's proven that um I'd, not necessarily adding color to the walls but just adding art or like a sense of aesthetic mm. yeah. in any environment any interior environment mm. just improves instantly 
your um your your well-being so it's called neuroaesthetics is actually a bit of your brain for example when you go into a museum and you go into that space you for me it happens and anyone that i've talked to it also happens where they feel a certain thing and we all sort of share it even though like we're from different places or we have different experiences so of course certain colors makes us feel certain things and colors are i think sort of like a feeling machine type of thing right uh, for this specific one i thought my first uh, sort of peach if you want or like my first uh, sort of the thing that i put forward to them was very subtle very neutral colors um like very pastely and like earthy and i thought mm. let's ground it a little bit let's not make it but the guys that were managing the project said and they have experience because one of them is a therapist they were like no no this is completely the opposite so they actually blew my mind because like what i was thinking one one wants to be calm when you get there mm. the, the people that are getting already to therapies are in in such a state that they want to be lift, uplifted yeah. rather than grounded. Yeah. yeah, they want to feel like elated. Mm. And sometimes you don't even know what sort of sparks that. Uh, it has happened when I've gone to a, a, a friend's house and it's all like really nice and really well like settled or when you go to dinner and they've made an effort instantly, the feeling is, is a, it's elevated, mm. yeah. it's, it's in the air or when you bring flowers to your or when you have plants in your house there mm. there are certain elements that are very elemental and very basic but they make such an impact mm. that it's on it's incredible that we don't do it more I, I was having this conversation with one of the guys from the project like he they're on a mission to to do this on every sort of like psychiatric and and mental health ward from NHS and, and beyond, I was thinking every single hospital, they mm. are the ones that need it the most, right? They look so yeah. clinical. Yeah. True. So obviously colour is like such an important aspect of your work. How do you go about choosing your colours and mixing them? It's, well, I have like folders and folders and folders of colour references in my, in my computer. So many. Okay. From like, I don't know, a chair that I saw, a door that I saw. I keep on taking snaps of pictures of things when I go for walks or on trips yeah, cool. uh, or something like that inspires me about someone else's work that their colors are really beautiful. And I'm like, right, this is and there's there's always a language of the things that I'm that catches my eyes. I think I think there is a theory of like we are drawn to certain colors and certain mixes of colors. Yeah each individual person perhaps informed by how we grew up but I'm not really sure I haven't looked into it but I'm, I'm almost like certain that that's it yeah. and then um I always go to like past I, I'm always drawn to like when picking color palettes pastely colors and then bringing in a, a sort of like maroon or something more aggressive so that it's really unusual but you're sort of like accepted yeah because it's something new. When I was painting this mural, actually, we had this burgundy color and the guys were quite scared that it was a bit like 
like it was a bit too dark yeah and aggressive yeah it was a bit too aggressive and i was like it, they made me of course doubt because yeah i doubt just normally but <laughs> but um i was sort of like just trust me even though it looks weird when you when you pass that barrier it's going to be great yeah you just fast. yes yes you sort of start understanding it and your your brain then can't look at any other way no and yeah. also i think i think like because that's such a big project and you're looking at a section which is like that big and you're just like okay these colors together that's really scary but yeah. actually it's the whole well, thing. as a whole and it's yeah. a massive space yes it was massive it was the entrance and so you would go up the stairs and there was a landing space and there was a, a, a big like window and then you go into the reception and we also did like the mural and the reception. So it was a whole journey wow. towards, the, towards the space where you actually wait, which was grim and, and the guys were, the guys from the staff people, which is the only ones that are allowed in at the moment, mm. they were quite happy. They were like- I bet. Yeah, they yeah. were like super happy to have a, a, a WhatsApp group and like, they were all like sending pictures to each other. Look how our look and you also that brings a lot of joy, I guess. Yeah. They're the ones that are treating the patients and they are happy. Yeah. That's the whole cycle. Yeah, they're there every day. You've made someone's yeah. workplace amazing. Would would yeah. you do would you do more if if they came back to you instead of would you do another hospital? Would you do it? Hundred percent. I would love to do more things like this that are that have such a such a strong meaning. Yeah. because it's a complete cycle for me it brings me joy but it also it means that i'm actually bringing yeah. joy it's so quite it's, it's kind of like public art but it's also kind of functional isn't it because it's in a space right. where people yeah. can actually enjoy it every day rather than kind of in a park yeah. or something. so yeah it's I would brilliant love to, yeah i would love to do most more social uh projects like this mm. but it's, it's it's such a pleasure i can imagine you doing like housing estate or something that would be so mm -hmm. cool <laughs> yeah, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, come on, bring it to mama. We went to Slovakia and they've done that actually in yeah. a yeah, housing estate and they painted them like block bright colours. Yeah, really wow. You should check it out. There is, there is a project. I think there was a couple of Dutch people that went to Brazil. They went on a trip. But then when they were there and stay, stayed in the favelas, they, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I can't remember the, the story exactly to the dot but they went there and then they sort of started painting all of the favelas with the guys from the favelas and they made it as a project mm -hmm. and then the guys were so proud of like having painted their space that the the violence went down like a crazy wow. like 40 percent a crazy amount so like of course if you are the one that's if your space is being treated and it's being cared for, how are you not going to take care of it? Yeah, you're respecting it back. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. So, so what would you say is the proudest thing that you've done in your sort of artist career? Are you, are you guys hard on yourselves? Like, it's so hard to think of a proud moment. I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Perhaps the NHS project would be yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. happiest yeah. Seems, yeah seems like the right project to pick, yes. would. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah it's a big project as well so yeah it was a, it was it was a project with such a wonderful meaningful side to it that is mm. just 
it was it was joy i'm not gonna lie painting a mural i was sweating like it. yeah yeah actually like, really hard work. Wow. one of those days it was really hot as well so we were yeah. inside and i i was sweating from bits of my body that i didn't know i could sweat from yeah. <laughs> but part, it was... part of that sweat is still in the hospital you're still there you know left, left <laughs> I, I, I did almost fell from a, one of the ladders and the guy was like right great, great, great. Oh, good that we were here anyway yeah. but um but yeah yeah perhaps that's one of the proudest ones because of the meaning that it has yes. it's the perfect. purpose yeah definitely and then what is next in your practice what what do you want to do you have aspirations for the next year any big plans or i have lots of aspirations but at the moment with this quarantine crazy mm. moments that we're leaving it's such a hard thing to sort of point at a project. All of my projects either go cancelled or paused. And this one, weirdly, went forward mm. um, at a really weird time, but I was really grateful for it. I mean, this time has provided sort of like some forced pause for some of us, mm. which I'm really bad at. And I've not been completely like paused in the sense that I've like stopped. But I have been slow in the way that I've been asking myself, what do you really enjoy doing? And sort of like, what are the actual processes? And like painting is one of them that I really sort of like, I could be in a really like restless mood and then I start painting and everything's, everything's fine if it's worth yeah, it. Absolutely. It's all right. Yeah, I, I, I've quite enjoyed that. Of course, painting a mural is something so much more satisfying, but there's someone like i think they're remodeling their house a few houses from here and i've been like sneaking in mm -hmm. grabbing the grabbing the pieces of wood that they're throwing away the builders yeah. and they're quite big some of them so it's like great i've got this canvas that mm, yeah. actually i can paint painting on, on on mdf and wood is so satisfying yeah it looks amazing as well because you get the texture coming Thank through you. from the grain yes it's so it's so so nice so i've been enjoying that and i've been doing more of these like little guys that i love <laughs> like imagining and doing them i've i've got that i've got a few like uh collaborations like on the cook with some really incredible really talented bunch of artists that i'm like i'm almost like why do you want but great let's do something <laughs> yeah. no, so do you guys have something planned for the next year or just keep on? How has this affected you guys? Has this been quite tough? Well, yeah, well, we, yeah. Were, we were doing Broadway Market. I don't know if you know Broadway right. Market in um, right, yeah. London. We did that every Saturday and it takes right. kind of like two years to get onto it. So that was, and that was just at the start of the year. So we were like super happy, kind of got where we wanted to be. We, yeah, we and were then, trying really hard. We're making sure we're there on time, you know, oh. not going to mess us up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we kind of, the market closed and it's still closed. Um, so we've just oh. kind of move our business online. Um, just not going to do markets um, anymore <laughs> after having just got there. Um, are they not opening again? Like they are. I think it's going to be very different as well, though, when they do open, because obviously, like people aren't really able to touch things very easily, yeah. and I think that they'll have to reduce the number of people going to them mm -hmm. so that it's safe. Yeah. Um, so we've just been really pushing kind of our online at the moment and and actually like it seems like it might be viable to continue like that 
And has it worked? Has it yeah, been? yeah. And we're actually moving out of London soon as well. So we're just trying to think of the future and what that might look like for us. So. Where are you guys going? To Lewis, near Brighton. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Near the sea. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna see. Very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Your baby's gonna love it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're just keen to get a little bit more outdoor space for her and be in nature a bit more. Yeah. Also, have you seen the artist support pledge? Yes, yeah, we have. Yeah, I see that you're you're part of it, aren't you? Because perhaps you guys could do like a, a piece, a really amazing laser cut piece. Mm. Yeah, I do think yeah. I'm so smart. I'd really, really want to do some wall art um like doing some laser cut and maybe mixing it with paint but it's just it's crazy because we're like trying to manage looking after a baby and, <laughs> and making products and i'm working as yeah. well so it's all yeah it's, it's tricky it's crazy <laughs> oh, God. i'm um, i'm incredibly impressed yeah. <laughs> i mean i see you and i think it's not that impressive. It, it is possible yeah 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 oh it's been so nice to chat to you thank you yeah, so much thank you. Yeah. Sorry for my blah blah unstoppable oh, blah. That's why we do it. Chat show. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear you chat. I want to hear your story. Um, so where should people find you if going forward if they want to see your work? So this is my favorite platform, Instagram. Adriana Jaros Design is it? Yeah, Adriana Jaros Design, and then my website I think is Adriana Jaros without yeah. the design. And then email adrianajaros at gmail.com. Basically, Adriana Jaros. Adriana Jaros, me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so well, much thank for coming you so much. Thank you. Thank Lovely you so speak. much for thinking of really. me for this. It's great. That's okay. Really Maybe one day we'll be able to do a collaboration. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Or have we go for a coffee when this yeah. crazy yeah, 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 that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah definitely. Take care. And thank you everyone that tuned in. All the best. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much everyone for tuning into our Creativity Safely chat show. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. You too. See you.